fuck Zoom. Hey Donna, who wants to do the intro today? Uh, you know, I'm just going to keep the streak going and say welcome to Donna and Jack from Take Adulting, a podcast wherein we talk a lot about what we used to think was just our youth, but now we realize it's when we learned how to use technology because Jacqueline's mad at Zoom for changing. I am trying to figure out how to move to Google Chat from Google Hangout, and it's just not working. Oh, I haven't done that yet. I need to do that. Oh, fuck. I'm not looking forward to that. Why did they change things on us, Donna? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like it. I can't send GIFs in Google Chat. And now because right. I have them both installed on my phone, like every time you or Daryl messages me, I get like a couple notifications. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Um, I Yeah, I guess I need to look into that. I You're like the only person that I talk to on Hangouts with any regularity my band has a little group chat but we don't speak to each other right now because it's a pandemic and everybody else is doing other things and one of them had a baby i i kind of talk to them sometimes but we don't jam right now because pandemic (laughs) and um so you're the only person i talk to in google hangouts but like i talk to you a lot in google hangouts i mean if you use whatsapp that'd be great it really nice to consolidate all of my messages. I hate WhatsApp so much. I don't know why, but I hate it. Like, why do I hate it, Don? Explain that to me. Why do I hate it? Do you know? Is it just because it's because you don't have the desktop app? Oh, okay, interesting. Because you can also no. use it on your desktop computer. Because uh-huh. that's what I like about Hangouts. Because it moves between any. Anything I'm logged into on my Google account, I can move between. You can do Mm -hmm. that with WhatsApp. Interesting. You're right. I really do like that about the Google thing, is that I can be on my computer and I can message you. And sometimes that's easier. And sometimes I just do it from my phone. Because sometimes that's easier. What is this? (laughs) What am I talking about? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um. I was telling Donna this earlier. Uh, what the hell is my Zoom doing? Fuck off. Sorry, it was like, share your meeting. No, bitch. I don't. This is just Donna and I. Fuck off. <laughs> I was telling Donna this earlier. I'm in the midst of a lot of pain and I'm a little bit like, I'm very loopy right now, I'm noticing, because I'm just sort of fatigued and tired. I'm in pain because it's Shark Week, and yes, I have fibroids, and those fibroids were fucking swollen the last three days. I won't go into a lot of detail, but it's fucking painful, and my brain is just like, hello, bitch, here I am. You should not do anything today because you have no energy whatsoever because you're too busy working on internal things that are happening so that's where i'm at so if i sound crazy i'm not i am just in pain i just sucked back two animals <laughs> so we're in for a wild ride ladies and gentlemen i have so many things that i want to tell you too and they're just going to become these like weird fucked up rants that just go on forever so buckle up my <laughs> friends this is going to be a hell of a ride <laughs> Uh, you know what? I feel like maybe it's, you know, like how every once in a while TV shows will do a bottle episode where everybody's like trapped in a room. There's not 
it moves the plot, the overall plot of the show along in a way, but it's also just a perfect bottle episode within itself. Perhaps this is our bottle episode podcast where it's just like, guys, this is actually what it's like to spend time with Jacqueline all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Fuck. Uh, fuck. How was your week, Donna? Tell me things about your life. Uh, the week was pretty good. It has been really, really smoky here. So, oh. um, like Friday, I went downstairs to check the mail, and I have an air purifier in my condo. But when I opened the hallway door, it smelled like campfire, and I was like, "That's why I felt like crap all morning." Mm. Duh. Yep. It was really bad. There was like, I think Thursday through Friday were fucking awful. Like just cry yourself to sleep awful because you can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been bad. Yeah, and like my husband has quite a lot of family in the Okanagan Valley. So you did get a picture from Kelowna yesterday. They got rain and like actual rain slick of water on left on the ground rains that's good um my i know the municipality of spell machine has kind of said even if the forestry service hasn't hasn't put you on evac alert just put yourself on evac alert oh my god well that's the nature of forest fire so like the the fire itself is kind of further over to well the major fire is the white rock fire which kind of closer to Kamloops and Falkland but if the wind shifts and it's dry like yeah you gotta get out Jesus Christ oh it's so scary yeah like I know I I know anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that I'm fascinated by natural disasters Mm -hmm. wildfires are the ones that I just cannot read about they freak me out too much that's interesting is it just because of the unruly nature of them the unruly nature and like I a have all my in-laws are in British Columbia and a lot of my family's in British Columbia. Okay, yeah, fair point. I didn't even think of that. Yes, fucking fair point. Fuck. It's shitty. Um, this also this this past week was um there was a civic holiday on Monday and <laughs> Paul just like giggled. And sweet Jesus, do I have a story for you, Donna? Oh my god. I and here's here's the thing. Donna got the play-by-play as this was happening. So, like, none of this will be a shock to you, I'm sure. But, oh, my God, let me tell you about what happened in my neighborhood. (laughs) So, okay, we've talked about my next-door neighbor, who is, you know, for as much as the Despacito night was fucking wild, and for as much as I'm just like, why are you smoking cigars that come through my walls? Um, he's, He's pretty he's pretty tame he's good in that he doesn't rock the boat in an insane way he just he's kind of skirts under the radar and is annoying once in a while um but across the street from me i have another neighbor who is bat shit crazy like bat shit crazy this man he's okay so i want you to i want you to imagine Think about the Simpsons and think about Otto, the bus driver, but like give him a bit of a francophone accent and age him about 30 years and consider that Otto's chill has just become Otto's desperation. And then you have my neighbor 
he's like this sort of like thinks he's chill old school 80s rock hairband guy but he's annoying as shit so this man has a cowbell he'll he'll sit on his balcony and he'll just he'll blast his music he'll sing along he'll say outrageous things that you just kind of catch snippets of and then as he's singing along if the song ends and he feels he did a very good job he'll ring the cowbell for him so like he to congratulate himself for doing a good job <laughs> like this is this is this man um he's wild he's wild he yells at people as they go past he's just he's a fucking treat and he'll go all hours at night um but shit got super weird on holiday monday because i woke up and we he's on the other side of the house our bedroom is on the other side of the house from this guy thank god because otherwise like holy shit i could not live um I go downstairs to feed the cats and there's a ruckus. There are people yelling, people swearing. I hear him swearing at somebody saying like, come on and fucking lick my balls. And <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, things are going down and it's nine o'clock in the morning. And so I <laughs> feed the cats and I'm hearing this start to play out. He's yelling at who I assume is the landlord. And they're having a fight. He's yelling from his balcony, just being like, I'm going to take over here. And just like going off the rails and saying, you can't do anything. Come and lick my balls. <laughs> so then I kind of piece it together because he's complaining and people are yelling at him from the rest of the apartment building. And he's bitching about how some people at seven in the morning. So he's been going since at least seven in the morning. Perhaps he went all night because my other neighbor was like, yeah, I heard him pretty late into the night. So like he could have done a fucking rager and went all night and was still going at seven in the morning when these neighbors came over, they walked over um, and they, I guess one of them was crying. There was a man and a woman. And the woman addressed him by name. I will not repeat his name because, you know, confidentiality, even though this is fucking wild. Um, she calls him by name and she's crying and she says, hey, I can't sleep. I just live over there. And he's like, these people were planted. How did they know my name? I've never seen them before. The landlord sent them. There's a conspiracy against me. And so he continues to go off the rails because he's so mad that he's being told to shut the fuck up. And then other neighbors are yelling at him. I can see other people hiding on their balconies, just like clasping their mouths and like giggling because it's so wild. And Paul and I are now doing the same at our kitchen window. <laughs> so this one girl, he's yelling at her and she starts filming him, or at least it looks like she's filming him. And he's like, you better fucking not use that footage and starts like trying to read her felt. But I need to add that this man with his cowbelling and all of his previous shenanigans, he has the air of look at me, please, for the love of God, look at me. Like he makes a big spectacle of himself in order to get attention. And it's so obvious. So he just keeps going. And now he's got the attention of everyone and he's fucking feeding off of it. And so people are threatening him that they're going to call the cops. And he's like, you woke assholes decided to defund the cops. You can't call the cops. 
I mean, to be fair, it really sounded like he would have benefited more from a social worker. Well, you know, fair. Absolutely. Um, And so he's just like flipping his shit. He's yelling about how you better not use that fucking footage. And he's calling her by the wrong name because he asked her what her name was. She gave the wrong name. (laughs) And at some point he's like, that's not my name. But he's just like, you better not use that footage. I swear to God, I'll have my lawyers on you so fast. And he's going on and on about how it's civic day and it's his day. He gets paid double today, even though he's not working. And it's civic day. He gets to do whatever the fuck he wants because, bitch, it's civic day. And I don't know how many times (laughs) I've heard this man say (laughs) civic day. But, like, (laughs) Paul and I now refer to him as civic day. (laughs) It's like, come on. So he's just like, it's civic day. Civic day. I get to come on. And then he, he offers the woman who filmed him. He's like, come downstairs and have a beer with me. It's civic day. <laughs> and she's like, fuck no. Like, come on, come on. But he's like, oh, fuck you. It's because you're a bitch. You won't come and have a beer with me. And then he's on about how he's taking over the building and that the unit below him is in trouble because he's going to evict them. And he like stood over his balcony a couple times and spit on them, like spit down into the balcony because he's a belligerent asshole. So he's just like, Everybody goes in to their units now because they're like, let's stop feeding the troll. And he just keeps going. And he's like, baby, it's Beverly Hills on Civic Day. We're in Beverly Hills. We can do whatever we want. Okay. Uh, A, raise your hand if you were like this many years old this week when you learned that it's actually called Civic Day because we just always call it August long. Well, but like, is it actually Civic Day? I don't know. It was. It's a civic holiday, and I feel like that's what that's what he's building off of. He really yeah, loves okay. his long weekends, Dan, because he. Well, we all love long weekends. But like, he really loves long weekends. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, so like, this is. I'm setting the scene for you. Like, we haven't even gotten to like the crazy shit yet. So he's just. He's on a tear and finally the cops show up. And so he's on the second level of this building and kind of, there's a little bit of a hill. I watch a cop scale the fucking hill and stand on the edge of his balcony. And they're like, Hey buddy, how's it going? And like, he's like, you can't come in here. This is my property. You can't be here. And so the cops basically just give him a talking to this is about, I want to say 11 o'clock now in the morning gets a talking to it's like you know you can't i didn't hear all the details but i did hear because he lives with someone he lives with this woman who is around his age i don't know their relationship status like status is unclear they might be together they might not they're they both speak french and have francophone accents um but like, I don't know. I don't know. Is this his sister, his mother? Are they lovers? I don't know. Because he's doesn't he's never very kind to her. Um, I did hear him once potentially paying for the services of a young webcam girl at two in the morning on his balcony. <clears throat> so, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the hell the deal is there. So anyway, <laughs> um, he she's there and like he goes inside 
because he he promises the cops that like I'll come downstairs and I'll meet and talk with you before when he's you know on his own and being able to just spew out whatever he wants. He wants people's attention, but now when he's getting disciplined, he does not want the neighbors to hear. So he goes inside, but then she's out on the balcony and then a cop comes through and is like, Hey, we're going to, we've given him a warning. Are you okay? Because they have to ask if you're somebody who lives with the person that called on, she has to ask, you know, are you okay? Um, The woman says, yes. She said, okay, we're leaving. We gave him a warning. If we get another call, we'll be back. So this is being registered and documented, this call. And she was very clear about this. So he's quiet. The cops leave. He's kind of quiet. He goes out on the balcony and the two of them are speaking in French. And it like starts to escalate a little bit in volume, escalating a little bit more. And then he's playing a um, some sort of interview about some rock band in the 80s or the 70s. But I think it was the 80s about how they were trying to their manager was selling tickets in the UK. And then they came over to the States and this manager was able to sell tickets better there. And he's like, ha, ha, ha they oversold or something like and he replayed this interview twice and i don't know what the hell that was and then he played a fucking howard stern interview with the same guy and then from there it just like it fucking went off the rails again <laughs> this was like his gateway to ramp himself back up i don't know why so he <laughs> he's playing music now he ends up playing stings um every little thing she does is magic and he sings along, but it's a threat to his neighbor about how you better not use that footage. <laughs> and he rings the cowbell. <laughs> so, like, I know he's always been problematic, but I'm assuming that this is the beginning of. And actually, can you even evict someone right now? I don't know. I don't know. And so, here's the other thing we don't know if the woman he lives with perhaps is one of the building like managers because you know how often rental companies will have a live-in manager and um yeah because she's all she's never not there like she's always there and they have one of the best units the balcony is huge like it's definitely one of the prime units in the building so i don't know it could be but i'm pretty sure because the building manager did kind of convene with the cops like he's looking to figure out how to get the fuck get him the fuck out um so it continues and he's at one point there's tree there's trees because it's kind of built into the side of a hill there's a few trees on his balcony and he's like i'm taking a piss on my trees i can piss here because i fucking paid for it and i'm just like what the hell is going on (laughs) And then at some point, like, and he's just like yelling at clouds, repeating the things about how he's so mad about the people who came and cried to him at seven in the morning. He's like, I thought that woman was being raped, but no, she was crying at me. And it was definitely all just a scam. I'm taking everybody in the building out. I'm going to get your unit. Girl who filmed me. I'm getting a unit below me. I'm going to take over. And then he's still on about how, like, it's Beverly Hills, baby, (laughs) which I don't understand on Civic Day. And again, 
as much as I'm not saying civic day, I want you to imagine this man is saying civic day probably every fifth sentence. <laughs> so, like, this is a funny thing. I, I think even being across the street, I would have been a little scared. I can't imagine what it would be like to live with him in the building. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's volatile. And like, just, you don't know what the fuck he's going to do. He seems chill. He seems like he wants you to just come over and have a beer with him. But also he's fucking crazy. Um, So, and he's mad. He's like, oh, that was the other thing. So my neighbor has a very yappy dog. Every time that dog comes out, it has to announce itself to the world. So it's like, we probably even caught it on the podcast sometimes. Because like, he comes outside and he just yells. And the neighbor... This man was like trying to yell at my neighbor with his dog. And he's like, hey, hey, listen, these guys in this building, I know who's called the the city on your, you and your dog. And my neighbor's like, no one's ever called. <laughs> he's like, no, but I know. He's like, hey, no, people have called on you on the dog and it's these three bitches in this building i know who did and they called on me too and my neighbor's like nobody has ever called on my dog i love that dog he's so good he knows me he's my friend he knows me what's his name and he tells him his name very reluctantly and then the guy keeps getting it wrong but he keeps yelling at the dog he's like hey come here he's we're friends he knows me this is my dog buddy <laughs> so- this is happening and he keeps repeating shit about Beverly Hills, shit about Civic Day, shit about oh, I'm going to get the apartments and shit about bitches in the building calling on the cop, calling the cops. And he's like, I would never call the city on anybody because he's a freewheeling hippie man, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so Paul and I end up going for lunch and by the time we get back, it's about three o'clock. It was a late lunch. It's about three o'clock. And the cops are there and they're on his balcony and they have fucking surrounded him. There's about five cops. And we were like, oh, shit. And as I go in the house, I hear someone say, yeah, the cops were mad at you and called out on you because you were making trouble in Beverly Hills, right? <laughs> and they were. <laughs> and. He said something about how, like, you were making so much trouble that they pulled their guns on you, didn't they? <laughs> so, fuck, what the fuck? And so, oh, and at one point, if we rewind back, he's like, all the cops will do is take me to the drunk tank. I'll get to spend the night in the drunk tank and they'll feed me sandwiches. <laughs> this is true. Like, we don't actually yes. have a drunk tank in Calgary. We just have a ward at Foothills that people get sent to and there's an array of food i don't know why i know this because i have never been in the drunk tank i don't know i mean someone mentioned it to me a few weeks ago which was why i thought it was funny that you brought up the sandwiches thing (laughs) yeah well bader meinhof phenomenon or something where you learn something or you find out something new and then it keeps popping up yes it's fucking weird anyway so the cops are there um, and then he's told that he's under arrest and he, the cop goes, I'm going to have to, in a moment here, I'm going to have to charge you for resisting arrest. 
And he's like, you can't charge me with resisting arrest. I'm not even under arrest. He's like, sir, yes, you are. And you keep putting your hand behind your back. Come on, let's go. So they end up arresting him. He's gone for like a day and a half. And so he's been pretty quiet since his return. He did come back. I think it was a Wednesday afternoon. And he walks out on the balcony and is like, guess who's back, baby? But then he's been pretty tame. He was loud last night until 10 after 12. He had somebody over and I could hear him going off. But then he shut it down because he doesn't want to get in trouble again. But like, what the fuck? I. So I live closer to the downtown core than you do. But yes. I feel like maybe I, I somehow just struck the neighbor lottery. Like, why do I have so much here up where I am, up the hill? Like, why, why are things like this here? Because they are, and it makes no sense. Because, yeah, I'm, much, I'm, I'm closer to the downtown core, and I'm in the Beltline. It's a bit more mixed use and a bit more, like, there's definitely a larger spectrum of incomes and, and people here. Like, I'm pretty sure also there's a couple houses on my street that may or may not be halfway houses or some sort of type of recovery house. Yeah. And they are very quiet and pleasant and they just have a cat they take out on the lawn sometime. And That's lovely. <laughs> like The worst neighbor I ever had was a guy, also francophone weirdly, who I realized during quarantine must have moved out because prior to quarantine, his, like, there's an apartment building behind ours that I can from my patio and see from when I'm in the kitchen and living room he had no shame and he would just be out every day in his little orange bikini briefs and he would have these loud French language conversations on the phone for like hours at a time and he would chain smoke like oh lord just the most stereotypical you can like a stereotypical Quebecois neighbor from an Alberta comedy in the 1990s basically Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> and he might have also been the same guy because I realized there's also used to be a BMW that would just come in like blasting house music to the point where it would like you could hear the bass in my apartment. And that guy's also gone. So maybe they were one and the same. But that huh. there you go. That's the worst neighbor. That's wow. I've had I mean, obviously I have the but buddy next door. Obviously, I have Buddy across the street. He's only been there for less than a year. And I think his lease is probably up pretty soon in the fall. We're guessing November. And I don't think they'll be renewing that lease. <laughs> but so I feel like his days are numbered. Um, but I have had weird shit. Like, in on the other side of the house, there was one night where, like, one dude was, I don't know what he was on. But he was on something and he was so angry at his neighbor above him. And he just like slid out on the lawn because it was like a it's a fourplex. And he just uttered threats, like yelled threats, not uttered, yelled threats all night. It started at like 1230 and like ended at three. The cops were called, but he hid. I saw his shadow go in behind like one of the buildings and he evaded them but like it, this man was very angry and in a way that was not comical whatsoever like just death threats to this person that lived above him 
And the next morning, I saw the people that lived above fucking moving. Like, they just, like, grabbed their shit and left. And, like, he was, like, uttering threats about, like, oh, your girlfriend doesn't really like you. And, like, just really fucking sexist shit about the woman that his neighbor was involved with. And just, uh, yeah, it was terrifying. I was really unsettled by it. So, like, what, why, why does this happen here? Because, like, yeah, I'm up the hill from the core, but Jesus Christ, it's a time. I mean, even when, when we lived close together. Yeah. The, the street, that divided, I don't really want to say what street it was, but the street that divided us did seem to be a big kind of, like, divider because you backed onto another apartment building that you'd be like yep these people are fighting yeah oh yeah that's right (laughs) yeah there was this woman who would like stand on her balcony and just scream at her partner and just was so loud it was again one of those situations where you're like are you doing this so people look at you because it is that loud like you are advertising that you are angry um but that was probably the worst there. We had someone next door that we thought was in an abusive relationship. And we ended up having to call CPS once because we thought she was in trouble. Because we could hear her saying help. Um, and then they answered the door and claimed that they were playing board games. I don't know if she was okay, but I was scared for her. But that's uh, kind of the scary thing about apartment living. Like, yeah, you all you all are trusting each other in a way. Like, I all trust my neighbors to not knock candles over or whatever and kill us all, right? Mm, or like leave your cigar out. Yeah, and and I've talked about this. Like, I have a couple friends who are they grew up more rurally, and they're always like, "How can you stand living in the city? Like, all stacked on top of each other?" And I'm like. Because at least if I'm getting murdered, someone will hear me scream. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I pretty much always lived in the city. I did, um, I was living in Fern for a while for a project. And that was the first time I'd ever lived like on an acreage out of town. And this place mm-hmm. was, it wasn't super remote, but it was remote enough. Like they didn't have, they didn't have curtains on their windows. Like okay you could just go to sleep and look at the moon which sounds lovely in theory but i'm one of those people who's like if i wake up there's a fucking face in the window like (laughs) oh my god no shit so actually you know what's interesting and this is a good way to promote my friend's podcast um things we hear at night which is like indigenous storytelling about like experiences that they've had on the res um there is in the community they say always close your windows is what i've learned from listening to their podcast is like you always have to have the blind shut everyone's very superstitious about it and i think for good reason this just reminded me of that and you anyone listening please please go listen to that podcast things we hear at night it's amazing and like if you're in for like creepy stories fucking amazing anyway sorry actually you told me about it or maybe you did tell me about it and i forgot which is also very likely so yeah. thank you. Please put it in the show notes for Donna. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It is an amazing podcast. It's so cool and like so so interesting to listen to all of these stories and a lot of them have parallels and they're like individuals' experiences. Oh, it's so cool. And like 
just learning about indigenous culture as well. But yeah, it's run by a friend of mine and she's amazing. So a friend of mine and her sister. But yeah. Anyway, the blinds were open because there were no blinds. Yeah. And I, a fool, uh, like I don't ski and uh, I was, you know, working. I was working. So I, it wasn't like I was just living there for fun. I was working and kind of like back and forth between Fernie and Calgary. But I'm an idiot. And I'm like, I need just something I can watch, not too deep, like just background noise that I have stuff to do before I go to bed. I watched Criminal Minds. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> and so I think, like, I remember having a dream when I was there. And the thing is, is like, um, on days when you were going up to work at the mine, I had to get up and out the door to meet at the pickup point for 5.30. So I'm getting up like 4.30, 5 o'clock. And I'm not getting home until 5.30, 6 o'clock. Like it's the long ass day. Mm. And so I would just like watch my TV show, go upstairs, go to sleep. And like, I was so focused on getting up. That was even in the dream. So my Oh, I landlord, hate those. Mm. <laughs> I hate my those dreams. Um, master bedroom where I was sleeping was kind of it was interesting because it was insulated but it had no heating of its own so they're like there's this oh. radiator you can plug in and i'm like i'm not plugging in the radiator so i was always cold and we had a couple of different closets like kind of corners of the room were their own closets so i had this dream that i opened one of the closet doors and i realized that it had a door at the back like narnia but instead of winding up in narnia i wound up in another like cold featureless room except this one just had a bloody mattress on the floor what the fuck and then my landlord's wife kind of came out of the wall and was like you're one of us now this is the kill room and in the dream i was like i've got to get up and go to the mine so we can deal with this later and i just like shut the door in the dream and back to the closet (laughs) that's amazing what the hell just not even fussed uh, I gotta go to work, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You can kill me later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell? Oh, that's terrifying, though. I'm so sorry that that's what your brain was like. Here, have this dream. Uh, I tend to have messed up dreams when I'm... Especially not when I'm just traveling. Like, if I'm in a hotel for a night or two... I probably just won't sleep well, but I won't really dream. Okay. Or if I do dream, I don't quite remember it. But when I'm in places where I'm staying there for an amount of time and I start to kind of adjust my surroundings, then my dreams get totally wild or they start to blend with the house. And I noticed that particularly there used to be a friend that we house sit for Mm -hmm. that, which her house was also haunted as fuck. Haunted as fuck. And yeah, like after, for the first night or two there it'd be a little unsettling and then after that the dreams like you kind of become one with the house like man we had a lot of fucked up experiences in that house do we want to talk about them i almost think that we need to like do this one as a teaser and then we probably have to do some prep work for an actual episode about it so that we can not dox anybody that's fair (laughs) let's yep that's fair. Um, and maybe we can do that sort of as we get closer to like spooky pumpkin season. 
<laughs> Why wouldn't you just say Halloween, you asshole? <laughs> Once we get close to spooky hump pumpkin season. I think I like it better when it sounded like you were about to call it spooky pumpkin season. That sounds like a really <laughs> niche porn. <laughs> it does. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, we we sat in a very fucking haunted house, and uh, we got stories, bitch. Uh, we'll probably tell them on an episode in the future. In fact, message us if you want to hear more, because we have a shit ton of scary stories and like yeah. ghost hunting stories. So if people want to hear more about like our esoteric endeavors in our 20s, I'd happily talk about that shit. It's been a while. So like if this is a thing you want to hear us talk about, we can do like a special episode or two about like ghost stories with Donna and Jacqueline. I don't know why it was that voice. Let's <laughs> see. I'm in pain and I'm not functioning. And my brain is like, you don't have energy to do something stupid. <laughs> I, to be fair, like, Friday night, we had dinner with a friend uh, who randomly texted me at the beginning of the week and was like, remember when we were talking about the bold red wines? Come over, I'll make you a steak. And uh, <laughs> that's just a running joke within the Jacqueline and me due to our asshole friend who used to kind of do that. Like when you were chosen, come over, I'll make you a steak. <laughs> Except <laughs> usually, usually you weren't good enough to get a steak made for you he only has made the steak for two people i think his financial advisor and our other really good friend who we thought he was kind of in love with Um, (laughs) but i got invited over me and paul got invited over once and we got a crock pot meal so like usually there was like the crock pot meal tier and then there was the steak tier and all, Donna and I always made fun of the fact that we were definitely not steak tier level friends with our asshole friends. I was really excited the one time he didn't make me a whole crock pot chicken. And instead, he made me just assorted chunks of goat in wine. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. Um, <laughs> too bad. Uh, but yeah, because he said to our friend, our friend that we like, he's like, my brosif like this this one friend i don't know why i need to like set up the relationship that i have with this person he's like one of my dearest dearest friends but he was also like the preferred friend of our asshole friend and he was like hey come on over and i'll make you a steak (laughs) our friend was retelling this and said that to us and we were just like fuck off no what and he like he literally went over there for lunch and he made him a fucking steak for lunch on his little George Foreman grill, I think. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, doesn't that add an extra level, Donna? Did you know that it was on, like, a George Foreman grill? No, and I mean, uh, <laughs> not to brag or anything, but my partner and I went over to my friends, and he sous vide a tomahawk for us. Holy shit, that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> And then we drank a lot of red wine, more red wine than I don't I think I've had in years. And I think I'm still feeling it. Fuck, really? Like legitimately? Whoa. Well, I know I will be when I go to the bathroom. Oh, you're not burning, man. Definitely not. No. <laughs> Would you explain what the fuck that is, please? <laughs> Oddly, I was also talking to the girls about this yesterday. So... 
There's a saying at Burning Man, which is just piss clear. And the idea is that you drink enough fluids to keep your urine clear because you're out in the desert. So you've got like harsh heat, harsh dryness. And then you're also probably taking a shit ton of drugs. So to help your body regulate, it's like just drink enough water to piss clear. We were at the cabin, (laughs) I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Probably at least 12. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, we we were I I was we were trying to come up with the hangover cures because at this point I think it was right when you started getting actual hangovers like just when your twenties stopped being kind to you. Well, and it was like it was my beginning of the downfall of my relationship with alcohol. <laughs> like, because <laughs> alcohol fucking wrecks me. I can't have more than a beer because two drinks in the night will fuck me and I'll be thrown up for eight hours the next day. Like I had to stop drinking for a huge period of time. Anyway, this is the start of that. Yeah. So I discovered vitamin B, uh, like just the vitamin B tablets, because I took them. I was taking them because I was trying to become vegetarian. And then I just decided against becoming vegetarian because um, I am not competent at planning meals that well. How else would a friend of yours invite you over to make you a steak if you were a vegetarian, though? Like, I know. You have no more friend steak. I know. And then, yes. And then actually at dinner, we made plans. We're like, we're going to go to dim sum and we're going to eat all the things that are just not on the English menu. But uh, (laughs) I love this plan. Yeah. So I was taking vitamin B at the time and I realized I was like, this actually super helps with hangovers, but then it turns your pee like bright highlighter yellow. So then we (laughs) started calling that in the morning like once you started peeing yellow then you're radioactive man it means your body has processed all the vitamin b it can yep <laughs> but we kept trying to get each other to drink enough water and we'd be like are you burning man every time yeah. one of us would go pee <laughs> but i mean this is actually something i still employ this to this day because i'm also a person who drinks a lot of coffee so yeah, I, I don't believe that I don't count coffee as liquid intake. So if I have like there. a, even if I have like an iced tea or something, I think it doesn't have enough caffeine in it that it would still count as like a glass of water, but I don't count coffee as a glass of water. So fair. I mean, coffee isn't a glass of water, so <laughs> I'm glad you don't count it as such. Also, I just need to double back and say Maria was with us at the cabin because if we don't say Maria was with us at the cabin, she'd be very fucking pissed at us. Hi, Maria. Are you burning, man? (laughs) (laughs) Only Maria can answer that. We don't want to know if any of you other people are burning, man. As I've gotten older, though, because I also I used to be like, man, it's so nice to have like girls I can talk to about gross bodily functions. And then the more time I spend with my other female friends, it's like it's almost like the third date rule. But with friendships, like the third time you hang out and you're just like, do you want to talk about gross things that come out of your body? Yes, yes I do. <laughs> because it's real. It's real. <laughs> and it's how we are living our lives. And it's a huge part of how we live our lives. Like, 
like that time that I <laughs> was hesitant to tell the nurse that I had diarrhea after the first vaccine. Like it's it's a huge part of our experience are the things that come out of our bodies. So bless the fact that we can talk about them three days. <laughs> I'm I'm blessed that we can talk about them and also for plumbing. No shit. Yes. Agreed. Working plumbing. Um, as a break from that, though, I do have another thing that I want to tell you about, Donna. Unless, is there something else that you would like to talk about? Because please, by all means, don't let me monopolize the topics here. Honestly, the entire reason I started telling the steak story was just about me using a ridiculous voice. And now I can't totally remember the point of that story. So, um, you know, let's move <laughs> on to the next All story. right. Beautiful. So, you know, sometimes I end up rabbit holing on things on the internet, and I'm sure that you do too. It could be the ADHD thing, the special interest thing, or it could just, I don't know, whatever. I rabbit hole on internet things sometimes. This week, I found myself, I was, I don't even remember how I got here. I think I was on my like Instagram account. I do the felting. So not what's in my bath. I've been making little felt characters and I was looking at somebody else's felting and I clicked on their website and they had a blog. And in this blog, they were randomly talking about whatever the fuck they felt like. The first entry was about the fry children from McDonald's ads. <laughs> they talked about the evolution of these fucking character designs. <laughs> And I learned some shit from it about the history of McDonald's ads. And that sent me on a fucking journey. It's about 11 o'clock at night. And I'm looking at these fry children and watching these little tiny little video clips that they have on their blog post. And I say to Paul, oh, shit. It's a shame that I'm very tired right now because I need to go read Wikipedia. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you're going to stay awake, aren't you? I was like, no, I think I'm actually going to sleep. And to my credit, I'm very proud of this. I went to sleep <laughs> knowing that I still needed to go down this rabbit hole. But I, I went to sleep and I thought I was going to wake up because the cats get me up at weird hours at night. <clears throat> I thought I was going to wake up and be like, okay, now I'll do it at like three in the morning. I didn't. I woke up, fed the cats, went back to sleep and I didn't rabbit hole to the next day. And I'm super fucking proud of myself. <laughs> I am proud of you too. Because it was. Are these the like uh, HR puff and stuff looking things? Donna, yes, and get ready. Get ready. There's a history here that you have no idea. Buckle your fucking imaginary seatbelt right now. So, uh, yes, and it better tell me what the hell Grimace is. It doesn't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but let me tell you, one of his earlier designs was fucking he had like little they, it's fuzzy because the commercial is so low quality and it's from the 70s but it looks like he's got like mats like fur mats that's become bags around his the like rim of his body it's terrifying it's fucking terrifying i don't know why he looks that way but he looks that way in a commercial and i was like what the fuck is that but like that isn't even the worst and the scariest pits of hell thing that i have seen during this rabbit hole <laughs> donna oh no i didn't okay i was gonna prep this 
but I'm going to have to do it now. Una momento, because there's, there's this picture that's going to be on the show notes, but I have to show it to you so that you can understand what the hell I'm talking about, because it's that terrifying. Just a moment. So I, um, again, this might be a fever dream. It might be a thing that actually happened. Was there a period of time when they were, I think it was for shamrock shakes and either Grimace, they just dyed him green or there was like Grimace's Irish cousin and it was like super stereotypical. I don't know. This doesn't sound right. I, whatever this history is, I missed it because I looked at very specific two different pockets. I did not come across Irish green grimace, but I can look into it for you. <laughs> I'm willing to continue this because I feel like I haven't completely like learned all of the information that I need, but I learned enough that like, Jesus, I have some things to tell you. So <clears throat> back in the seventies, McDonald's was like, oh, hey, we got to we want to do an advertising campaign. So they hired the creators of HR Puff and stuff. And so but but it gets weird, Donna. Buckle up. <laughs> um, so if you're not familiar, dear listeners, with HR Puff and stuff, this is a 70s TV show that's like predates Sesame Street. It's kind of got puppets, got people in giant costumes. It's a hellscape of terrifying things and yet fascinating things that Jacqueline loves but also hates. It's it's basically like Sesame Street, but on acid, like Timothy Leary presents Sesame Street. Yeah, that's a good way. Yep. And so there's H.R. Puff and stuff is the mayor of this land that they're in. And it's apparently... I like, and I haven't really watched it. Dad once was like, Hey, it's HR Puff and stuff on TV. I used to love that show. And I was like, Whoa, this is fucking weird, even for shit that I'd usually gravitate towards. Um, apparently, they, they re- like shoehorned as many like references to 60s drug culture as they possibly could into that show. I could be making so that surprised. up. But that's what I read recently. Anyway they hire the creators of this fucking acid trip of a show and say we want to create an ad campaign called mcdonald land or mcdonald's land i can't remember and so can you help us conceptualize all of these characters around ronald mcdonald and like the gang that he'd be hanging out with so that we can do this ad campaign and so they start work they do the concepts they do the work and then McDonald's comes back to them and they're like, we're not going to go ahead with this. Cancel everything. Shut it down. They don't pay them. Several months later, McDonald's land airs on TV for the first time. And there's like a psychedelic theme that's like, come on down to McDonald's. I'm singing it wrong. I can hear it. It's like the kind of groovy music that you would expect from like kind of Beach Boys-esque, but not. It's like the... What is that genre, Donna? Surfer rock? Yes, thank you. It's surfer rock. And it's like psychedelic surfer rock. Um, And it's the theme. And it's Ronald and some child. And there's like a bush full of burgers with giant fucking eyes. And they have several different characters. Grimace is one of them. 
Um, he's more of a secondary character with those little weird sort of bags around his body. Um, and then there's a pirate. There's Mayor McCheese. And there's the um, Big Mac, who is the cop. He's a cop. And then there's also... <laughs> right? <laughs> he's a cop. Big Mac is a cop. <laughs> I mean... It, now that I think about it, Big Mac should be, he should have a ridiculous Boston accent. He doesn't. Sorry to disappoint. He doesn't. He. I wish he did. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> so Big Mac is the cop. Mayor McCheese is obvious. So like, and when I, I guess I should be describing these characters a little bit better. Those are giant hamburger headed things. They have faces on the hamburgers. Their heads the hamburger and they have human bodies. And so Mary yeah. McCheese is a giant hamburger with face and then a body. Same with Big And I'm pretty sure his tongue is the beast patty. Um, it might be the cheese. I've watched a lot of these commercials. Like, I see it moving. Um, <laughs> in the last week, I've, lost, I've watched a lot of these commercials. But they were blurry, low-quality bullshit. So anyway, and okay, so there's a pirate. There's a pirate who's always causing mischief. And then there's a um, there's the Hamburglar. And so the Hamburglar looks very different than what you're used to. He's like this, got this terrifying, like, stationary plastic face that just like, and then like a tiny body and a bit of like a cape that comes around his face and his body. Because like, that's where the actual human body is in. So it has to cloak it somehow and all he he doesn't speak he just makes this noise that's like and he just like flips around trying to get hamburgers and ronald and his buddy there's different kids every time we don't know what we do with the kids after do they eat them i don't I, know <laughs> the hamburgers have eyes jeff they do they have eyes <laughs> and so then um they, like they go around ronald catches the hamburglar in action by tricking him with giant milkshakes on a train <laughs> and then big mac comes to serve justice or some shit and then like at one point the hamburglar's on trial and mayor mccheese is the judge like there's a whole like full on mythology right but there's He's a, a whole... mayor and a judge. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> there's a whole fucking storyline. Often there there was a lot of commercials where Ronald and some child were fishing at the filet fish pond. And they'd be fishing and then they'd catch one and it's a fully formed filet fish burger. <laughs> And they'd go back to McDonald's to sit at the table and eat it. And then, okay, so there was a pirate. And he basically was the guy who was creating mischief similar to the Hamburglar. But he actually spoke. And so there was like an entire universe. And there even became playgrounds at McDonald's to support. And there was like they're totally safe there was this cage there was grimace was a cage that moved 
and his head was on top of it. But you go into this cage with these bars and just like wiggle around. And they were like, it's totally safe. There was like even an ad that explained how safe all of these terrifying playground things were. <laughs> I remember those like definitely like the 1980s was a golden age for fiber fiberglass cast shit in McDonald's. Yes, absolutely. It was. Um, so McDonald's land is happening on the TV. And the creators of HR Pop and stuff are like, the fuck you didn't. And they bring a lawsuit. And slowly, slowly, finally, the lawsuit comes to head and McDonald's is found in the wrong. And they ended up having to retire some of the characters and redesign a bunch of them. So like Mayor McCheese got phased out. So did Big Mac. Big Mac was the first one to go um, because it was the likeness was too close to like the feeling of HR puppet stuff. They didn't actually say the characters were direct ripoffs. The judge and the court found that it just was too much like the aesthetic and the feeling. They also hired the same voice actors. So like HR up and stuff. Um, there was a character that was voiced by Mayor McCheese is the same voice. That's the guy that did Tigger. Like you and like um the Mad Hatter in the Alice in Wonderland animated Disney. And so then in the eighties, and this is where I kind of like I don't have all of the transitionary stuff here because I kind of I watched a couple videos about specifically McDonald's land in the 70s and then I accidentally ended up on this terrifying thing from the 90s that I had to then get the bottom to the bottom of and so okay okay so I know that in the 80s they had to retire some characters um the french fries used to be like the fry guys or like those giant pom-pom things that were fries so they started out as like little monsters i can't remember if they were called gremlins or goblins but they were always trying to get fries and they were like in the 70s commercials just like going around they fly and things and be like and they were terrifying (laughs) they became those like mundane pom-pom things with the giant eyes um in the 80s in the 80s they also brought in the mcnugget children to like fill the gap of like Big Mac and Maribic cheese. So the McNugget children, do you remember these? I had a toy of one of the McNugget children. I do remember them because they I found them the most disturbing because right? everything else wasn't totally food. Like it everything else was kind of like food adjacent. Whereas these things were like little They're McNuggets with pieces things. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd wear hats and shit and they'd talk. Um so those those existed. They also brought in Birdie. You remember Birdie. She's a giant yellow bird with pigtails and pink bows. Paul didn't know who the fuck Birdie was. And I was like, who the, Who are you? Why are you in so, my house? I was recently in a McDonald's. When we left Edmonton, we stopped in Leduc at McDonald's. And uh, at the drink fountain, they still have those little plastic bibs for kids that yeah. have all of the McDonald's characters on them. And I, I actually thought Mayor McCheese was on that still. Birdie's definitely on it. It's Mayor McCheese, maybe because like they phased it out and couldn't use it for certain things. Um, but they might be like sneaking in and in there whenever they can. Um, Big Mac should be gone for all though. of us big Mayor McCheese fans. <laughs> <laughs> True, <laughs> actually, I have 
I have more. I have. Uh, we're gonna bring it back to where they have brought back the old characters and pay homage to them in just a moment. So yeah, okay. They created these new ones. The fries got an update, and they looked like pom poms. And then came the '90s, where those characters kind of were still the thing, and they were still. A big deal. I watched some shit about Disney's deal with them for like Happy Meals and shit. That's not relevant here. What is relevant is that I saw a clip of a TV show called The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. And I was like, when the fuck did this air? It didn't. It turns out that was on VHS that they sold at McDonald's. They had six VHS tapes that they sold at McDonald's with a live action and animated component. And I watched about 15 minutes of this fucking fucked up TV show. It starts off live action. Ronald is there. He's the one that you know from the 90s, the one that we saw in the commercials the most. So I was like, this Ronald looks very familiar. Tell me more about this advert. It wasn't an advertisement. They, in this show, they never actually reference eating McDonald's ever. They never like make it a blatant advertisement. And I think it's because it was straight to VHS and they just sold them with a Big Mac. Or with like a Coke. You could buy a, a cone, a Sunday cone, like an ice cream cone, or a Coke. And you could also purchase these VHS tapes. Rumor has it, and who knows how reliable this is. It's some source on the internet that I didn't check. Um, that these tapes often sold out. <laughs> so this VHS tape, Donna, I'm I'm just I'm kind of I'm working up to this because you aren't ready for the hellscape that I'm about to introduce into your life, okay? <laughs> you know it's bad when she goes straight to hellscape and skips jelly. <laughs> yeah, you're not ready for this. Ronald had a dog in the live action portions of these of this TV show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see your face. Ronald had a dog and this dog's name was Sunday. And God, I hope you can see it. Look at its eyes. They're huge. I remember eyes. this thing. I Why have seen this thing before. Exist? I, I don't even know if it's the eyes. It's a little tuft of red hair on top that really freaks me out. Donna, I watched, a, I watched it in action. It's the eyes. When it's moving, it's the eyes. And this gaping, soulless, gape mouth. Look Look at that. Look, look at why. Why does this? Ex oh, no. Come on. Okay. Zoom in. It's look at that. Look at it. It's got human teeth and human eyes and it shouldn't exist. It's an abomination. And it's got Squidward's voice from SpongeBob. It's a voice of Squidward. Yeah. So it like it talks and shit and it's so over your dumb shit. And it sounds like Squidward. It sounds so unamused. And so unenthused by everything, but it looks like this hellscape. <laughs> like, dear listeners, you need to go to donnajackmanpodcast.com to look at the photos that I've compiled of this abomination, this demon sent from hell, because it's got human eyes and human teeth, and it is, it's, it's a puppet. It might be an animatronic. I don't know. It moves. It speaks. It's. It is. It is an act against God. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm having some like flashback memories, and I'm realizing why I know what this thing is. My friend Alessa, growing up, her dad 
like, I don't know. I don't even know if you would call it pirating in the nineties, but he would always like take things and he would be taking things between like his, um, not even a camcorder, like those big old video cameras that you had to put the whole VHS into. Yeah. And like, he had a whole setup and Jesus Christ. And like, <laughs> it's so terrifying. They had so much family in the States that they would always be sending him stuff and he'd be copying it. And one time when we were kids, we were trying to watch this horror movie called Dolls, which is a movie about Victorian dolls who come alive and kill people in the house. Might have been an Elvira show, but he taped over, like he taped that over one half of these McDonald's videos. (laughs) So that's the surprise you weren't ready for. Yeah, it was definitely, we're like, is this Dolls? Could this be Dolls? And then it was not. Dolls started about 10 minutes into it. But geez, I totally forgot about that until now. Holy shit. I love that you've seen this. Okay, so here's the thing about this. It doesn't stop at the murder dog. It it goes on. So like there's about five minutes of Ronald interacting with murder dog. And then they go on adventures. Like the one I watched, he dropped down into a tube and then became animated. And so he went, he met up and it, okay. So the, and here's the thing, the animation was fucking high quality animation. It's the same company that animated the Rugrats. Like this is, it was, it screams high quality nineties, um, uh, Nickelodeon. Okay. Like, yeah. But see that dog's not terrifying. Yeah. That dog as a Nickelodeon cartoon is not terrifying it actually works but when you translate that to the real world and make him physical and 3d and with human eyes it becomes fucking awful but animated he's actually deeply palatable and kind of amusing to look at but this puppet is a whole other story anyway so uh they (laughs) let me describe to you the characters from this so the hamburglar He's there. He's like a kid with red hair and like freckles and just kind of like a little shithead that you would expect in a Nickelodeon cartoon. He's like the antagonist asshole that just comes along. Um, And uh, there's a girl, there's the random child. There's a girl there. And then there is Birdie. But Birdie looks nothing like Birdie that you think of. She's so like she's no longer like a big giant bird. She's like got a thin ass neck, these like weird puffed out cheeks and tiny little pigtails. I didn't realize it was Birdie initially, but Birdie's there and she's tiny, she's tiny. And then there are these chicken McNuggets, but they're they're somehow they're even worse than the shit we got in the 80s because they are McNuggets with bird wings bird (laughs) legs and a beak and eyes they are chicken mcnuggets are their bodies though but they have somehow all of like chicken anatomy coming out of them that is like david cronenberg human centipede level depravity (laughs) like the mushed up pink slime remains of chicken bread and fried and then we jam the vestigial parts that get 
I don't even know if they go into the pink slime back onto you. <laughs> I know. It's so wrong. Why does this exist? So, and then they sing songs. They sing really mundane, but yet super fucking catchy songs about the activities they're doing. Oh, and Grimace is there too. Grimace is there and he just looks like Grimace. Um, Grimace sounds like, who does he sound like? Oh, it's gone. But there's like a lot of crossover with like some pretty specific Nickelodeon titles that will be familiar to you. And again, the animation is actually good. And like, how much, A, how much do they spend on this? B, why though? Because it wasn't to advertise anything. There are no references to eating at McDonald's. And then like, it's it's done by people who give a shit about the history of McDonald's land. Because like you mentioned, seeing Mayor McCheese on a bib, there is a fucking statue randomly in the town center of Mayor McCheese. Like, there's just these little Easter eggs in the animation all over the fucking place referencing the history of McDonald land. It's pe- now I'm it's- intrigued. <laughs> I wonder if maybe they were going to pilot something like a theme park. Because you know, um, like how Callaway Park was a Flintstones theme park? Yes. Or- so maybe it's kind of like, kind of maybe they were piloting the idea, and then they're and then they're like, man, the liability of running a theme park is uh, is a lot, <laughs> as we've discussed. I don't know. It seems like because this was the late nineties and the early two thousands. I almost think is that this was like the piloted TV show. They wanted that shit to air, but no, the network wouldn't pick them up is what I'm thinking. So it went to VHS because like this was during the height of Nickelodeon shows. Mm. Right. And so I think it was more about let's get in on the animation, like the, the Renaissance of children's TV right now that's happening. Um, Because like, yeah, it would have been like the early days of SpongeBob Rugrats was already an enormous success. It would have been like the same time as Hey Arnold. Like it would have been, in that era and it also okay so with the live action bits it's very reminiscent of that fucking super mario show with the oh, two yeah. the two fucking live action plumbers that always like kind of introduced the mario animated mario episodes <laughs> but like what so it's very similar it's like got that style to it with the i wonder here's ronald in his house with his maybe it monster be- dog better if they had gone to like MTV and kind of gone after the late teen stoner demographic it would have maybe it would have worked there it is the weirdest thing that I have seen this week (laughs) and I saw my neighbor Uh, get arrested yeah you saw (laughs) civic day (laughs) (laughs) but like so now I just mm-hmm. I keep talking referencing a little bit. What the fuck is Grimace? Okay. Grimace makes no sense. Grimace is a purple blob that yeah, because like everything else is basically based on menu items, but he isn't. Like like I said, there was a pirate, and the pirate seems super arbitrary, just like pirates were trendy at the time. I feel like it's kind of why there was a pirate. <laughs> but I don't know, man. But, like, why are the fry children fucking pom-poms? At least that's a 
thing. I don't know. I find Grimace deeply unsettling, and I always have. Talk more about your unsettledness about Grimace. Just this large purple blob thing. I think it's also the way that kind of like most of his body hangs down over his legs. So I almost imagine that he's kind of like, you know, when people pull the bottom, like the the, um, honks or the feathers up on an owl and you see their long freaky chicken legs. Yes. Oh my God, you're right. (laughs) But then I also imagine that like, if you did that, a bunch of dried hamburger debris would fall out. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I thought I had seen all of the nightmares with that dog, but now I'm imagining this. Okay, that reminds me. That's who Grimace's voice was. Patrick Starfish from SpongeBob. He's Patrick. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. Huh. Yep. <laughs> What is this thing? Why does it exist? Um, Grimace is terrifying, yes. As like an in-concept. I kind of like him, though. I don't know. I don't hate him. There's a whimsy to him. He was originally supposed to kind of be like a villainy type character, but then he got, as you know, the lawsuit unfolded, he got kind of fostered into being one of the good guys, I guess. But he was originally created to be antagonistic. In the same Why is there so the much burglar. drama in McDonald's land? Because, like, they keep trying to steal Ronald's gold, which is, <laughs> which is sweet, sweet, delicious hamburgers. And, oh, and also they had, there was, like, an advert for um, 50 cent gift cards <laughs> at McDonald's. <laughs> this is a simpler time. This is, like, 70s. You should give 50 cent McDonald's gift cards it's just the same as giving a Big Mac to your friends at Christmas. And I'm like, whoa, Big Macs cost 50 cents? Holy shit. That, wow. I do yeah. remember, like, like doing fundraising and stuff when we were kids, and you would get those little books of McDonald's gift cards that were like a dollar per thing you pulled out. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I can't visualize it. Did they have the characters they- drawn on them? No, they were almost looked like little checkbooks. And so you'd get like a little checkbook shaped thing. Usually you get it as a stocking stuffer. And yeah, it was like $10 worth of coupon of gift cards in it. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Huh. Interesting. If I did, I don't remember it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, they wanted, they wanted to encourage children to be empowered enough to give the gift of McDonald's at Christmas. <laughs> children, little old children. You should get, when this one kid was like, hey, I'm Billy, and I got, he didn't say, hey, I'm Billy. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I got one. I got one for my, my friend and my teacher, and then I bought a third one, and Ronald's like, who's the third one for? It's for me. You're welcome. Good for you. I've Billy. watched a lot of these commercials. <laughs> His name might not have been Billy, but like that seems like the name of this child. This is some yeah, little I, blonde. I believe boy. that it was Billy. <laughs> Generic 70s name. Yeah. Now I feel compelled after we're done. I have to go look up whether or not my horrible Irish memory of Grimace is a thing that exists. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to know too. Cause I don't Can you just Google Irish Grimace. Yep, I can. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Irish Greyhound adoption. Nope. That's not what I want. Grimace. <gasps> it happened. Uncle Old Grimacy. Shut up. Oh, I clearly did not go deep enough into the McDonald's floor. Fuck off. Okay. Luckily though, in my memory, he's wearing a leather vest like Stephen Harper. And in <laughs> actuality, he's just wearing like a shamrock vest, which is way better. He looks whimsical <laughs> and horrifying. But imagine pulling all that whatever the hell they're made of up and seeing those skinny chicken legs underneath. Oh, I don't like that. Here he's on a cup. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so it's his uncle. This is his uncle. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I obviously did not watch enough of these commercials. Here he is in a commercial still. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, my God. I feel like I have failed us because I should have known about this. God damn it. I have so much more McDonald's lore to do. <laughs> and it was, it was to, apparently, it was to advertise the Shamrock Shakes, which are disgusting, by the way. I was so excited because I want mint flavored things. I hate when people put chocolate chips and mint. I'm like, fuck you. Don't fuck up my texture. I just want to drink mint things. We had one this year and I almost puked. It just was so. It was so not what I wanted. <laughs> Why didn't it have good flavor, Donna? It was like not quite mint, though, even though it was supposed to be. It was just a very disappointing, a painfully sweet experience for me. And I felt like after all the hype, shamrock shakes should be much more delicious than they were. No, no, they are not. <laughs> They're, it's kind of like, you know, that joke. From, there's like a bit on The Simpsons where they're parodying that scene in Pulp Fiction where they're talking about McDonald's and they're like, well, do they have crusty brand, partially gelatinated, non-milk product shakes? <laughs> Something like that. That's how I feel. You're not wrong. <laughs> I Did I tell you last week about my kombucha mis misadventure? No, you didn't. Please tell me. So I'm the same way where I am easily marketed to by witchy shit so we were at lush lane to pick up pickled things and i was looking at the kombucha display and they had this one kombucha that's like it was like herbal something and it was mint sage and rosemary and i'm like oh this will be great i'll feel fantastic witchy blah 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 i buy it i open it, it tastes like turkey um, oh no <laughs> 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 now that i'm thinking about it yeah i guess rosemary and sage eh was there lemon in yeah. it too because fuck uh it was sage mint rosemary and green tea but i drank it because i paid 350 for that kombucha and I uh i have never been able to get into kombucha i've tried i will buy my kombucha like i have kefir grains and so every once in a while i go through a phase where i'll make my own kefir like like mm. water kefir not milk kefir i prefer kefir because it's not as sweet and it also doesn't get that same funk that kombucha gets okay and i just find kombucha i find that kombucha scoby a lot more terrifying than i find kefir greens there so i can make my own kefir 
And I also prefer flavoring my own kefir because you kind of just, your secondary fermentation is so short that it preserves a lot more of the flavor. Okay. Um, but I, I like buying kombucha. I just have to be, I, I, at this point in my life, I have to be like, you know what you like? You like ginger lemon kombucha. Don't buy other kombucha. You know what you like. Just stop. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I am impressed that you make your own kefir. Like that is crazy amounts of steps. As far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Oh, it, it's it's not. It's <laughs> you you put them into like half a cup of water or half a cup of sugar. Um, I kind of even just eyeball the water. Then you let it sit on the counter for a few days, and then you just throw fruit in and put it into the fridge. Like you. It, it it's no work at all. See, but it is for me. Like the act of finding a container to even begin the process with is work, and therefore I won't do it. But I'm impressed that you do. Like I don't want to take away from this. This is something that I'd never get my shit together enough to do. But I love that this is a thing that you do on the regular. That's amazing, Donna. It's an excellent way. I'm one of those people who does, like, I do think we need to introduce bacteria into our gut because I'm like, yep. sometimes I go through a couple days and I'm like, did I eat a vegetable? Have I only eaten things that have come out of packages? Okay, I have to tell you something <laughs> about last night. <laughs> so <laughs> I had that exact same thing at about midnight last night, but like my stomach wouldn't settle and we had a cucumber in the house. So I went downstairs and I got the cucumber, but I didn't want to cut it up. So I just bit off the ends and then I ate it. Just bit into it like a monster. <laughs> I sat in bed and just, just ate my giant cucumber bite by bite by bite because I'm a monster. <laughs> But I hadn't had any vegetables for a couple days. We had Carl's, we tried Carl's Jr. last night for dinner because I was like, I gotta get one of the AW frozen root beers. And Paul was like, okay, but I don't wanna have AW for dinner. And we were also near Carl's Jr. because the brew bar <laughs> location brought us out near a Carl's Jr. too. So I had Carl's Jr. It wasn't bad, but I had no vegetables whatsoever all day. And I, at midnight, regretted my choices, so I ate a cucumber in bed. <laughs> so I can relate to that not having eaten vegetable thing. So you're saying kombucha could actually play play a substitu substitutionary role for me? Well, it helps introduce good bacteria into your gut. And I guess, okay. Um, I'm always concerned. I worked at a health food store when I was in high school and I'm a lot smarter now, but there are some things that I'm always scared of, like getting a candida overgrowth in my intestines. Fair. And so I'm, the, I, I'm just kind of like, I don't think there's any harm in introducing more good bacteria into your gut. And I do the same thing. Like I, I don't love yogurt. Um, my mom made her own yogurt a lot when I was growing up, and they 
they were a lot more crunchy granola hippie before they met you, like when we were kids. Before, before they you met them. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like I, for the, the longest time, my mom would just give us plain yogurt for dessert. And then like when we were getting a treat, she'd put raisins in it. Oh my God. <laughs> but I don't love yogurt. So I just buy those like um, Activia yogurt shots, basically. Yeah. They're, they're a little more liquidy than regular yogurt. And you can just like suck them down. I do yogurt shooters. That's how old I am now. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. I, I kind of think that that sounds amazing. I'm into that. Maybe I should do that too. I, I have been buying, and it's probably not the good yogurt. I've been getting like Greek yogurt, but like the Oikos that has coffee flavored in it, and it's delicious. It's probably not that great because it's got all the fucking sweeteners in it, but I love it. It's a nice little treat for me. I also still really like mini go. I do too. It's so delicious. What the hell? It's not quite as good as it used to be. I think they changed the formula because it had more of a consistency of like, I want to say cheese. And that sounds super gross when I say it out loud. Because it was like a foamy, moussey cheesecake kind of texture. Yes, it was. It's not anymore. It's much more yogurty. There's someone like, I think Danone might have a more foamy texture one. Because I I never really had mini go until I was an adult. Yeah. Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> but it did make me feel like it, it It feels really decadent. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, this was like 80 calories. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fair. Also, here's my cat. He's on my lap. He probably hey, monkey bum. He smells. He came up here and he smells so bad. Why have you not cleaned yourself? He's been farting a lot, too. He's just... Yeah. He's a, he's a hot mess, as always. Um, this is good to know, though. I'm gonna keep an eye out for this Danon deliciousness, cause like, yeah, old school mini go was the shit. They're kind of usually where the yogurt bleeds over into the pudding in the refrigerated <laughs> section. Good They'll to know. They'll be kind of like a a mousse area. It's sort of the transitionary between the two. (laughs) I mean, it's methodical. I appreciate that the grocery store set it up that way. (laughs) I actually, I get so mad when grocery stores are not consistent. Even when you go in and it's the same size as other grocery stores owned by the same company. But then stuff isn't where you think it would be. Right? I hate that. Safeway has really been guilty of that lately. Yes. Fuck that noise. It's hard. I need to just know where I'm going. Because, like, I used to find grocery stores super fucking magical. You remember this time of my life. Yep. (laughs) And I'd go with you to the grocery store and be like, oh, wow. I don't feel that way anymore. People are too close to me. And it's a stressful situation. And uh, so I just want to get in and get out if I'm in a grocery store. Yeah, we went to Costco yesterday, like right for opening, yeah. which wasn't bad. Like, I think a lot of people must still be on vacation or just have been knocked out by the smoke and not going out because it wasn't too bad getting in, getting around. Right as we were starting to leave, it turns into, like, I have a low tolerance for people wandering aimlessly and stopping oh. everywhere. Yep. <clears throat> and, like, 
yesterday was just turning into a particle accelerator where people would just like stop their carts in the middle of the aisle for no reason. And what? Um, yeah. And then it, I was trying to find hand soap. And somehow mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys know there's a pandemic going on, right? And they only had like one little pallet of hand soap hidden at the back. Oh, fucking weird. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I hate the random wandering. I can't be in the mall for very long because people are just aimless. I got to say, though, having gone to Japan, there is so much order with that many people. There's just a decorum. Everyone keeps moving. And even though there's way more people, I'm never exhausted. I wasn't ever exhausted when I was in Tokyo because there wasn't any of that fucking aimless wander shit. That's the worst. I hate that. Anyway, it's like, I think we've, I think we've got a full episode here. I think so. Um, McDonald's didn't pay us to do this. (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. (laughs) I mean, I was kind of scathing about that dog. It's not like I said good things about McDonald's. I just shared things that I know about McDonald's. Yeah. No, I'm really appreciative of all of this. And we all know, we all know that. I will always talk to you about how unsettled I am by Grimace. I appreciate it. I will never unvisual the thing you described about his legs. <laughs> and you also, thank goodness that you had this weird information about the green Grimace. You're welcome. Because, <laughs> like, I missed that on my deep dive because I didn't read the Wikipedia article. I relied upon a couple different YouTube videos one by Yesterworld, which is a channel that like covers all things nostalgia. And that's kind of how I caught up aside from watching all of the commercials because I wanted to like felt while I learned about McDonald's instead of concentrating on reading the history of McDonald's. But clearly I got to fill in my knowledge gaps. But 80s to the mid 90s, I still have like a, a whole a whole of knowledge. <laughs> and it I look back. forward to discussing this further. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, and because of McDonald's land's success in advertising, that's why we have the Burger King thing. The Burger oh, King. Oh, okay. That's, that's why that happened. Right. Yeah. We kind of have the cascade effect of McDonald's to thank for that bullshit because it was such a successful campaign that other companies fast food companies were like oh fuck we got to get in on this so they created mascot characters and that includes jack in the box yeah i think so jack in the box is actually the freakiest mascot he's terrifying he's like this giant golf ball head with that pointy nose fuck that guy yep yeah so that's why i think we have mcdonald's to thank for all of the terrifying mascots out there for fast food companies. Thanks, McDonald's. Here's my middle finger. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> At least it teaches you how to run. <laughs> God, I shouldn't have taken a sip of coffee there. <laughs> that was highly satisfying for me. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, uh, friends, you should you should visit DonnaJacklinPodcast.com because that's where you will find pictures of this fucking terror dog. <laughs> Full stop. 
I want you to know that it has human eyes and I hate it and human teeth. You need to look at it. Stare into its soul. It will eat your soul. Maybe to, I, I'm really selling this, hey? It's like, why don't yeah. you get your soul robbed by this dog of our website and let the devil claim you because you looked into its eyes. <laughs> at this point, McDonald's better pay us. <laughs> they should. It's not like, how come I'm just like peddling the fast food <laughs> two weeks in a row? It's not like I love fast food. I love that frozen root beer in <laughs> W, but I don't really like fast food. McDonald's upsets my stomach. Please pay us. <laughs> so I just sink our chances of sponsorship even further. Um, visit DonnaJacksonPodcast.com. I, I promise you it'll be a treat. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Woo! How do I? <laughs> They've changed it. I can't stop the recording. <laughs>